Welcome to the Mass Device Fast Five MedTech News Podcast, the show that keeps you up to date on the latest breakthroughs in medical technology with the top five news stories to get your day started. I'm your host, Daniel Kirsch, and today I have Sean Hooley with me. We have a lot of big news today, some interesting digital tech and even some business news. So, Sean, can you give us a rundown of what we're going to go over today? Sure. Today's roundup includes an Aetna policy update that expands access to Neuronetics Neurostar, Biostrap's launch of a digital health monitoring device, Sensia Diabetes Care Inking, a new collaboration, Teleflex completing enrollment in a percutaneous coronary intervention study, and Massimo slashing its sales guidance for the year. So, as always, a nice wide variety in med tech. I'm excited. So, let's just get right into it. What's the first thing that we should know for today? First thing is the Aetna policy update that expands access to Neuronetics Neurostar. Could be a big boost for the treatment of neurohealth disorders. What is the Neurostar therapy? It's a non-drug, non-invasive treatment that can improve the quality of life for neurohealth patients when traditional medication fails. It uses transcranial magnetic stimulation or TMS treatment and has indications in areas such as depression and OCD or obsessive compulsive disorder. What healthcare policy update did Aetna implement? Effective immediately, Aetna now allows TMS treatment under the supervision of behavioral health nurse practitioners for major depressive disorder patients. Additionally, the update removes a four-month psychotherapy trial required before clinching eligibility for an initial TMS treatment course. Aetna is one of the biggest health plans in the U.S., covering more than 16.8 million lives, so really could expand access to this neurohealth treatment. Definitely. It sounds like it. What is the CEO's perspective on the policy update and its impact on mental health treatment? Keith Sullivan, the CEO, said, Aetna has joined the groundswell of payers that are alleviating access barriers for patients in need of mental health treatments by opening access to care through nurse practitioners and reducing eligibility requirements. Aetna is recognizing the need to help people earlier in their treatment journey. So Neuronetics is definitely excited about this policy update. What's the next thing that we should know for today? Biostrap launched a wrist-worn digital health monitoring device. It looks like an innovative bit of technology as we continue to sort of see the intersection of health wearables and digital tech. And what is that wearable device and how does it measure data? It's called the Kairos, I believe is pronounced, and it's a wrist-worn device designed to quantify data from sympathetic and parasympathetic branches that the company said could only previously be accessed through electrocardiogram chest straps. It's got a modular design for wearability on the forearm and bicep as well. High sensitivity, complementary metal oxide semiconductor optical sensor that captures raw photoplethysmography data. With this data, Kairos computes biometrics such as active and resting heart rate, HRV, B2B intervals, respiratory rate, and sleep-related parameters. Interesting. And what other work is the company doing for wearables and diagnostics within the nervous system? The company says its commitment is sort of centered around delivering clinically reliable nervous system analysis through detailed and transparent biometric measurements. So real-time visualization of the underlying PPG signal on which the biometrics are derived sort of enables this. And with the visualization of the signal quality and RR intervals, BioStraps technology provides access to a wide range of data points that could definitely be beneficial to clinicians and patients. Interesting. It sounds like this trend of consumer-oriented wearable devices has the potential to contribute to a larger pool of real-world data, which could be invaluable to health research and even future product development. What do executives at the company think? 
Samir Santake, the Biostrap CEO and co-founder, said that the culmination of this hardware and software positions Biostrap as the leader in quantifying clinical-grade heart rate variability parameters and providing researchers and health tech visionaries invaluable insights in their patients' and clients' autonomic nervous system like never before. Looks like we have some diabetes news up next. That's right. Essencia Diabetes Care inked a deal to integrate its blood glucose monitors in point-of-care testing. So it looks like an interesting partnership that could enhance diabetes management in Canada between Essencia and Avricor Health. What is the objective of that partnership? The deal aims to integrate the Contour Next Gen and Contour Next One blood glucose monitor systems from Essencia into Avricor's health tab point-of-care testing platform. Both companies have the objective of supporting patients and pharmacists in Canada to better manage diabetes. They believe that they can link daily blood glucose readings and pattern history to a patient's health tab account. Partnerships like this may pave the way for more comprehensive diagnostic tools that can provide valuable insights into diabetes management beyond traditional glucose monitoring. But what are the benefits of combining Essentia's BGM Daily Insights with HealthTab and its associated instruments? The companies say that this combination could drive diabetes care thanks to data like HbA1c levels, lipids profiles. Collected during consultations, these data points offer a robust personal health data tool against diabetes. So that's what the company is aiming to create. What is the perspective of the CEOs regarding the partnership and its impact on diabetes care delivery? Well, Avricor Health CEO Hector Bremner said that health data silos are leading to terrible outcomes for patients, but with this collaboration, we can ensure patients and their pharmacists have the right information for better care decisions. Annika Paweru, the head of the Region Americas for Essencia, said that the partnership is a vital step in elevating patient care delivery to the next level. What's the next thing that we should know for today? Next thing is that Teleflex completed enrollment in its percutaneous coronary intervention study a milestone for the company as it looks to advance its balloon catheter system. What is the Ringer PTCA study and what does it plan to evaluate? Ringer PTCA is one of two clinical studies evaluating Teleflex's novel Ringer perfusion balloon catheter. It enrolled patients across seven leading complex percutaneous coronary intervention or PCI centers in the U.S. and Canada. And this study kind of runs parallel to another one of Teleflex's studies, right? Yeah, parallel to Ringer PTCA, Teleflex has a 30-patient perspective study underway evaluating the safety and utility of its Ringer balloon catheter. It looks at Ringer for emergently managing coronary perforations, complicating PCI procedures. And why is this important? Well, coronary perforations, although infrequent according to Teleflex, can be life-threatening events that demand rapid treatment. No commercially available devices currently exist for temporarily controlling bleeding from coronary perforations, pending definitive treatment or to seal perforations without leaving behind a permanent coronary implant. So this could really open doors to a new way to treat these, albeit rare, incidents. For sure. And now our last piece of news is some business news. That's right. Massimo expects to cut its 2023 healthcare sales guidance by $150 million as it looks to reduce costs. We've obviously talked quite a bit on this podcast about the ongoing power struggle at Massimo, but the numbers shared indicate some hiccups on the business side as second quarter results are projected to come in short of expectations. What were the reasons cited by Massimo for the potential reduction in its sales guidance? Massimo attributed some of the struggles to dips in delayed large orders that it anticipated to occur in this most recent quarter. 
as well as single patient use sensor sales declining and a lower than expected U.S. hospital inpatient census, which drives the usage of those single use sensors. The company also reported an elevated sensor inventory level at some customers due to discounting in prior quarters. The ending of that discount plus the abnormal early end of the flu season could have played a role in sales dips. Massimo also said that it saw fewer conversions of new customers contracted to switch compared to expectations and attributing that to labor shortages in hospitals and the failure of OEM partners to provide their patient monitoring equipment needed to complete installations in a timely manner. So the adjustment in Massimo's sales guidance kind of reflects this dynamic nature of the medtech industry with external factors and market dynamics influence financial projections. But you also mentioned some of the power struggles happening at Massimo. What is the outlook of the company and confidence in its business despite the second quarter challenges? So the company set its full year guidance for about $1.3 billion, cutting it down from about $1.45 billion. That's its outlook at the low end. Despite its shortfalls in the second quarter, Massimo said the fundamentals for both of its businesses remain strong. And on the healthcare side, new hospital customers continue switching to its technology, quote, faster than ever. So this increases its share of the hospital market, and the company has optimistic views of the future, despite, you know, what we're seeing now. The company said it still drove record contracting in the first half of this year, both in the U.S. and around the world. And it expects to report 11 to 12% growth in unrecognized contract revenue compared to the second quarter of 2022. Implementing cost-cutting measures is a common strategy in response to the changing market conditions that I mentioned earlier and could help companies maintain stability during challenging times. But of course, there's the analyst perspective and that impact on market share price of companies. So what are analysts' perspectives on Massimo's challenges and its potential impact on the broader medtech sector? Well, Mike Madsen at Needham & Co. said that they saw a slowdown in high-end audio purchases, which folds into Massimo's acquisition of Sound United. He said that we believe that Massimo's healthcare challenges are mostly transitory, although its non-healthcare challenges are longer term. And we think that this strengthens the case for separating Sound United, which we still believe would create value. So that's sort of the near-term Massimo-related stuff. BTIG analysts Marie Tibble and Sam Iber didn't think that the Massimo news was indicative of broader problems in medtech, saying that they think most of the issues are specific to Massimo and should not be viewed as a read-through for the broader medtech sector. And that was our fifth story. So that's all the time that we have for news today. Thanks for bringing all of this news to us and all of your insights today, Sean. No problem. As always, read more on the Mass Device website. Check out the show notes at massdevice.com slash podcast. Connect with us online. I'm on Twitter at Danielle underscore Kirsch, K-I-R-S-H, and the same name on LinkedIn. What about you, Sean? Connect with me on LinkedIn, Sean, S-E-A-N, Hooley, W-H-O-O-L-E-Y. Subscribe to the Mass Device Fast Five wherever you listen to podcasts and share this episode. Join us tomorrow for your daily MedTech News Roundup. Thank you for listening. Thank you.